Hello, dear listener. You are catching Guy and I right after Veterans Day. And boy, oh boy, did Guy and I have a lot to talk about how law firms handled or mishandled Veterans Day on the socials. Guy, intro to a rant. What do you think? What, what, what was going on? What happened with Veterans Day? Well, you know, we've talked about this before. So Veterans Day comes and there are some very heartfelt posts. I saw some really good posts. Lawyers sharing their own experiences as veterans or the family member does a veteran and thanking the veterans. Wonderful. And then I saw the canned American flag with the same caption and a couple firms, every single lawyer, same picture, same caption, which led me to opine that perhaps some social media person convinced the lawyers that in order to stay top of mind and build your awareness, we need to blast these canned veterans posts across all of your profiles. And here's the thing, and we're going to talk about growing your like today. It's a little foreshadowing. Some of these firms I actually know, and it made me like them less. It made you like them less. Why, Guy? I agree. Well, I mean, on the one hand, it's like, look, I get, you know, you want to stay top of mind. And some of you, some of these lawyers, they probably genuinely do feel grateful for the service of the veterans. Some of them might be veterans themselves. But gosh, it just feels so inauthentic when it's the same message, the same stock photo across all these profiles and all these platforms. It's like they didn't all get together and agree that they were going to write the same thing. And so it just makes it feel so tacky. So let me take this a little step further. Like we talked about this before and the canned expected thank you veterans on Veterans Day does nothing to distinguish the firm. There's no creativity in that. There's no genuine engagement. There's nothing there. You're not doing anything. If all you're doing is putting up thank you veterans on your Facebook page, like every single other law firm, you're firing nothing. up the servers. You're doing nothing. And <laughs> frankly, honestly, if you have a social media consultant who's the best that they can do is put up an American flag for you on your behalf, like do more, please. Do more. Yeah. And with veterans, like, this is one of those things. It's so easy. It, it is so easy to do something. I So I'm deliberately wearing this t-shirt. If, if any of you guys watch this on video later on, this is a uh, Tilva Hala project. This is an organization that works with reducing veteran suicide. There's uh, organizations that work with reducing veterans homelessness. Like there's do something beyond a social media post. Otherwise it's a vapid, useless. It's probably too much to say it's useless. It is in no, no way. No, it's not. It's making me like you less Ah. and it's making other people like you less. That's the thing is it's not, you know, awareness. Yeah, sure. But what awareness are you driving? Is it actually making people be like, gosh, this just seems like a very canned dismissive way to thank a veteran. Yeah, sure did to me. And it just makes it, it just, and then guess what else I did? I was like, well, that makes it really easy. I don't need to be connected with any of these people because I know that the people actually aren't even running their social media. It's some social marketing person is publishing on their behalf. And so therefore, I don't even need to be connected. There you go. Unfollow, unconnect. 
So for those of you who lack the creativity and have an agency that lacks the creativity to do something, which is frankly very easy to come up with a way that's more than Happy Veterans Day, this is a great opportunity. And we're going to talk about this. Guy talked about it just a little bit. We're going to be talking about building brand affinity. What can you do with a thing like veterans? We got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got the December holidays coming up. So this isn't going away. What can you do more than the expected to actually build affinity for your brand, for your law firm? We're going to get into that. And I'm taking screenshot, folks. So if you're listening to this, you better be careful what you post over the next two months. Aside from Guy's rant on Veterans Day, and by the way, we're, you know, do just do something. Please do something more than nothing. Okay. We've got a great show today. A solid, a solid B plus. As always, we're going to hit the news. We're going to talk about and we're going to riff off of the Clio uh, Legal Trends Report, working from home versus living at work. Some specific things out of Clio Legal Trends talking about happiness of lawyers and the boundaries that they put around their work life. And then finally, and this is what we were talking about earlier, this is a really, really big deal. Growing your like. This is the difference between brand awareness and brand affinity. And that's why we're imploring you to do something more than say happy Veterans Day, but to actually do something for veterans to build your brand affinity. Mr. Lockwood, I've only got one question for you. What makes the world go round? Money makes the world go round. Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, teaching you how to promote, market, and make fat stacks for your legal practice. Here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. We're back. You're back. Let's do some news. All right. Read all about it. Battle of the State of Industry reports. It seems like every single directory is putting out their state of legal. So Clio Legal Trends Report, we've covered that quite heavily. Thomson Reuters has come out with something. Martindale Avo has come out with something. CallRail is coming out with something in December. By the way, so we're, we're kind of making fun of this because it seems like there's a race to define what the legal industry is thinking about. The upside for you, dear lawyer, is there's so much you can learn about other people's research that they're doing in order to try and make themselves look smart. So take advantage of that. Read some of this stuff, right? I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but get thyself informed, right? There's a lot, a lot coming out there. Hey, Guy, you are um, a big Law Maddox person. Huge. Can you share both your um, disclosure as well as Lawmatics taking someone to the dance? Yes, I'm a very proud investor and advisor in Lawmatics. And Lawmatics just released their integration with my case, which is kind of a full circle moment for Lawmatics and original my case founder, Matt Spiegel. Very cool. Good to see that collaboration happening. That and, incestuous um, collaboration? <laughs> well, Matt's not involved with my case anymore. So I got, you know, I guess it depends on how you define that. But um, yeah, good thing, good things going on at Lawmatics and like to see these systems, you know, from a end user standpoint, love to see these systems working better together more seamlessly. I think it's great for lawyers. It's terrible for us because we do a lot of work tying these systems together, right? For me as an agency. For us. But you get paid for that, so... Bad for us, good for you, so... Unless, uh, unless you don't like getting paid. Yeah, money makes the Are you world doing it for free? Go round. All right, yeah. and finally, 
whisperings that there might be a decline in the prevalence of local search results. This was a study done by Joe Hawkins. What I will say is, if you've seen a small downtick in your inbounds from local, Joyce suggests this might be because local search pack is showing up less frequently. Gee, your hot take on this. Well, I'm like the most uh, curmudgeon. cynical curmudgeon update person there is. But, you know, we see this happen from time to time. And a lot of times it's either something broke over at, you know, people don't realize that Google can break. Or it's just a test that they're running, right? So we've seen local packs displayed lower in a page. We've seen it disappear for certain words. My hunch is, I mean, again, go read what's going on, the Google war with the social platforms. Let me tell you, folks, you can LHLM me. You can email me. I'll buy you lunch if Google dumps local because uh, the local user... The person looking for places to go eat or to go shop locally, let me tell you, Google cares about those users. They don't want to show them 10 blue links. If you want to be fully cynical, you could say that occasionally one of the four listings in the local pack is an advertisement. You're now diluting the number of free clicks by taking local out of it, if you want to be a complete Google cynic. That's actually how you know that it's not going away, though, because there's just going to be more ads. Local pack ads are still still local pack, so that's actually a very compelling reason to argue that the local packs aren't going anywhere. I'm just suggesting that the concentration at the top of the page of non-advertisement yes. decreases. Sorry, it, it the paid concentration increases by taking the local pack out because you're taking away three free listings. I don't even know what we're talking about because there's nothing below the LSAs anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen some of the SEOs who are like, the newest new thing in SEO? These, Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Okay. I think it's time for us to take a break. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology, allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive or download PLI's mobile app. Smart firms use CallRail to track where every lead comes from. PPC, LSA, organic search, or even offline ads. CallRail tells you which channels drive your best leads. CallRail even integrates with your favorite CRM or practice management tools to help manage your leads and see the ROI on your marketing investments. Know exactly which marketing tools work. Plans start at 45 bucks a month. We recommend CallRail to every single one of our clients. Go to callrail.com slash lunch hour now and try it for free. And now for the Legal Trends Report Minute brought to you by Clio. Did you know that lawyers who use cloud-based software are 29% happier with their professional life? It's no surprise that lawyers working in the cloud are more productive, but they're also a lot happier. And why is that? 
Cloud solutions offer the flexibility to work from anywhere, as well as the tools that keep clients up to date with their cases at all times, so you don't have to feel tied down to your office. Conrad, does technology make you happier? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. I mean... 29% think about, happier? Think about what it would take for us to record this podcast without the power of Zoom, right? I'd be on a plane over to Chicago all the time. But... You know, the interesting thing that came out of this Clio Legal Trends report was, was a real correlation between technology, in-office, happiness. Like, there was a real focus on kind of mental well-being, and the results were actually pretty surprising to me. You know, I think a lot of times there's a lot of correlation, although perhaps not causation, between the things that are showing up in Clio. We've called that out before. People who invest in technology have a, a firm that's growing faster. Was well, it because of technology or because you're interested in investing in the firm, right? But the interesting thing that came out with this legal trends report was those correlations, maybe not causal, but correlations between use of technology, working from home, putting boundaries around your work. I think that was and surprising to me. I think the results were surprising to me. That sounds like something maybe that's worth talking about. To learn more about how cloud technology is helping legal professionals manage their firm, download Clio's Legal Trends Report for free at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O dot com forward slash trends. Which brings us to an interesting question. So cloud solutions, they do offer flexibility to work from anywhere. What do you think about working from home versus living at work? Well, you know, I think you work from home. I work from home and I live at work. I and and like I think the closer you get to business owner, the more you realize that your home office is really <laughs> you're living at work. I think that's a struggle. The Clio Legal Trends report really points out that there's a correlation between having boundaries, be they physical boundaries, be they time boundaries, between happiness and having those boundaries. And I think that the interesting thing on this, Guy, you and I, I, I we, we talk about the responsiveness thing all the time, which is, is almost antithetical to the concept of boundaries. And I think it's an interesting balance to think through. If I put these boundaries, am I happier? But are my clients not happy because they can't get a hold of me at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, right? Aha! Yeah. See, this is when we were talking about this. This is when I got all fired up and fussy. Because responsiveness is not antithetical to having boundaries. I know, I know some of the old school types are listening. Well, first of all, old school types don't listen to this. <laughs> but if they were, they'd be like, ah, oh, I serve my clients wherever, whenever they need me. Great. That's great. That's why also uh, lawyers have a lot of struggles in their personal lives because you can still, I. this is what I propose. You can deliver great client service. You can set realistic expectations about responsiveness and keeping clients informed. You can automate some of the things that would require your on-demandness and still have boundaries, still not live at work, 
And again, what's what's the rule? Like there is no rule, right? There we know people have high demands. They have short attention spans. They want you to stop their search and you should respond. And I still stand by all those things. That's the best way you're going to improve uh, that experience for someone that might be, whether they're a potential client or become a client. But that doesn't mean that you have to be awake for 24 hours to answer the phone. Come on. Do we need to say that? But then, I mean, we've also had part of this show where we talked about, remember those autoresponders that are like, I will get back to this between 12.30 and 12.45 on Tuesdays, right? And so y- there can be the overdoing of this boundary setting, right? And, and to of a course, point where it's just Of course, that's just crappy boundaries. Yeah, that's just <laughs> not, I mean, you know, or, you know, look, again, everybody's got their own, you know, they're at a different phase of their, two things, they have different visions for their practice and they're at different phases. I will tell you this, most of the firms that are more than one lawyer that are serving a big share of their local market. They are not waiting by the phone at three o'clock in the morning for it to ring. They are either have it they either have a virtual receptionist or they have some other way that they're dealing with these issues. Anyway, I think and the Leo Trends report spells this out. It's about flexibility, right? The flexibility, it's not no one's sitting here being like, I, I want to be on call. But hey, guess what? Maybe you like to do some other stuff during the day. Maybe you prefer to do some work at night. Or maybe you like to get up early and do it when other people aren't around. Having ways to be able to use technology to work when you want to work on the terms you want to work, that that I do think is probably a big part of the story of like what's actually beneficial. And guess what? It's true for the clients, too. Clients want to be able to get information about their case asynchronously as well. They don't, you know what you see? Tried to get a hold of my lawyer again. Well, guess what? Make it so that they can get the answer to their question or get the update or whatever that is that they're looking for or the, um, you know, if there's documents, that technology can't help that. So I'm going to read. It's our reading time. We're not going to do a book report today, but I'm still going to do a small book report from the Legal Trends Report. This is really interesting. This is on page 41. Most significantly, barely half, 51% of lawyers working non-traditional work schedules reported having good health or very good mental health, compared to 74% of those who adhere to a regular work schedule. Now, what's implicit in that and what Guy is talking about here is there's a regular work schedule. That does not need to be the traditional hours. And that's where you're getting flexibility with boundaries. And I think that's a really, really key point there's probably a high correlation with the I'm frenetically responsive to everything that leads to a unhappy work-life balance. That's exactly right. And, you know, again, for me, because it's like, you know, we're waxing philosophically about flexibility and working from home and, you know, everybody's got to navigate that for what works best for them. But from a marketing standpoint and from a client service standpoint, you cannot deliver the best experience to people when you're purely reactive and you're on demand. You just can't. You're not equipped. You're not prepared. You're exhausted. You're scatterbrained. You're not organized. It just isn't going to work. And so that's the tie-in. And and to Conrad's point, again, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying send everybody to your voicemail. (laughs) But that's the thing. There's a lot of ways that you can actually implement technology to both create a great experience for both potential clients and clients, and not be on demand yourself. The end. 
Let's take a break. And we would like to call out Jeremy Baker for his feedback. Conrad, thanks for what you do. I listen to every word of LHLM. This actually went along with a post three years ago, hard to believe I resigned from his firm and started his own. So congrats, starting your own firm, Jeremy, and thank you for the feedback. As always, we would love to hear from you. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from. All right. We're now going to move into what I believe might be the best segment we have ever done when I've been involved in LHLM. This is a, a, a transition from building brand awareness to building brand affinity. And we started talking about this with Veterans Day. And to overly simplify this, brand awareness is throwing up the flag that everyone else throws up and saying Happy Veterans Day to put that brand in front of people. What it fails to do, and in fact, what Guy suggested there may actually be a negative correlation, is with brand affinity, the know, like, and trust, right? Brand awareness is no. There's a lot of no going on and a lot of focus on no. So for example, billboard ads are a classic no. I am aware of this brand. There is very little emphasis on like, and yet some law firms are really killing it by building that like and trust and I think that's what we want to talk about today, right? Yeah. And and again, you know, this isn't a abandoned direct response conversation. No, not at um, all. It's additive. It is additive. But I think it's also, and you mentioned this in the opening there, but it's about the resource deployment. The resources deployed against direct response are enormous, right? $500 cost per clicks, whatever they're paying the social media manager to put up the American flags. You can't get over that one. By the way, if you're doing that, like (laughs) go start, look somewhere else. I'll be that direct. Come on. Sorry. But how about all the people? You know, and, and lawyers, the lawyers that have been doing this forever, they know this, right? They know about this no like trust stuff, right? I've, I mean, very f- there are a small handful of lawyers who get this, and, and most of you don't, frankly. There's a couple of reasons for this. It's hard, and it takes time, and it takes genuine engagement, and it's not something that you can outsource to the social media marketing intern, right? Because we're not going to build no like and trust for you know Jeff, the social media marketing intern. It's, it's got to be for the firm as a whole, and that's, it's a hard thing to do. It's also less direct, right? We, in pay-per-click, we can tell you that you got this revenue. If you have a good reporting system, this revenue came from that click, that campaign. And so let's turn that campaign up or turn it down. It's a, it's a, it's a fire hose. Brand affinity has nothing to do with that, right? Brand affinity is all about I know who you are, I like who you are, and for whatever reason, we have something in common and I want to, and, and, and when I have a need, I'm going to turn to you, right? That is amazing, and it's just missed. And, and think about like the very negative perspective of the legal industry, of lawyers. You guys live with us your entire lives. What we're talking about is turning this around. Generically, people don't like lawyers. Specifically, they like their own lawyer. How do we get to a point where they like you a law firm or a lawyer before they actually need you. That's all we're talking about, right? And it is a mindset shift. So, Guy, I mean, we've been talking very philosophically at this point, but what are some of the tactical things that we have seen law firms do to build affinity? Make potato pie at the Elks Club. (laughs) I knew this was going to come up. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't plug it. 
I was I waiting feel like you were going to miss right, it. I was waiting for the right. Okay. So back to the show notes. What I want to talk through here is there is a, a return, a full circle to what Guy and I dealt with with lawyers when we got into this SEO digital marketing game where lawyers said, well, people, I just do good work and I have this good reputation and that's where my business is going to come from by gum, right? Well, you know, it was Murray back at the Elks Club, like, oh boy, that guy, I'm a member of the Elks Club and Murray, he's a lawyer, but boy, does he make a great potato pie. And so I'm going <laughs> to hire him for my divorce, right? Now, Murray's engagement with the Elks Club and his mean potato pie have nothing to do with him being a good divorce lawyer. In fact, he may not actually do divorce, but there's the affinity there. And what we're seeing now is a small number, a very select number of law firms building out that affinity that was, it, it happened in person at the Elks Club over there, you know, potato pie, right? But I'm going to, I'm going to send that question back to you, Guy. So it's, it's yeah. not the potato pie. What is it? What, what are law firms doing to build that like and trust digitally. Well, this is the thing about it. It starts with, who are you? Like, what yeah. are you into? Like, there's not, like, you know, people that are listening to this and being like, oh, Guy, you know, they're taking notes and Guy's going to tell me the promoted, boosted social campaign that I can use to get my, you know, oh, we got to do potato pies. Like, oh, lawyers that do potato pies, that's the thing that's causing people to hire. no. What do you care about? Because it's going to come through. It's going to go back. I'll tell you what. It goes back to this, <laughs> bringing it back to the American flags again. The firms that are posting American flags on all the lawyer profiles, they're the ones where I'm like, you know what? They don't really, they don't really seem to be that interested in Veterans Day because they've got a canned, scheduled post versus... The ones that are actually like, they were a veteran themselves, they're sharing experiences, they're talking about someone in their family. Again, I think that that really, to me, that drives on the, the example. But tactically, it, it starts with who you are and what you actually care about. And if you don't really care about much, guess what it starts with? There's got to be something in your life that you're interested in doing, right? Please. You sound like a psychiatrist to a teenager <laughs> right now. Me. Please tell me you have a, a casual hobby that other people might be interested in. At least one other person could be potentially. Start there. Yeah. Right? And, you know, the key here, everyone is into something. And it is not, the no like, and trust is not about I am a lawyer. Because if you ask about no like, and trust as it comes to lawyers, the generic response is not very flattering, right? And so we need to go further than that. I love the veterans example. Do something. Go beyond that. Go like go the the slightly extra mile. It's not that hard. Thanksgiving is coming up. Do something more. Go instead of happy Thanksgiving, donate something. Spend some time at a food kitchen. Like like do something with a firm or don't do anything. But putting up a turkey, everyone else is putting up turkeys. It's doing nothing right. for you. So who are some, what are some I can think of a handful of lawyers off the time I had that like when we started having this conversation I started thinking about who comes to mind for you? My favorite example is Morris Lilienthal. And it's a great example of someone who has taken what I will call very generic things and made them a part of who he is. Like, for starters, he's a very nice, avuncular, outgoing man, but he's also a very interested father. <laughs> right? Okay. That's, that's, that's a low bar. Lots of you fall into that category. He's also very interested in his local market of Huntsville, Alabama and promoting Huntsville, Alabama. I haven't talked to him without him talking about Huntsville, Alabama being one of the fastest growing places 
in the US. He's, here's another very easy one with Morris, and I, I'm not hesitant to share this, but he's gone through a massive weight loss program. The dude was big. I am probably, Morris and I have probably crossed uh, weight scales recently. He's looking awesome. Like, you gotta be kind of brave on this, but he's shared his weight loss experience. He, I think he posts like two or three times a, a week, Morris really sweaty getting off the Peloton, right? That's something that people can relate to. It's no like and trust. You're a really good dad. Like you're doing your best to be a great dad and you're, you're, you're proud of your kids. That's something that lots of people can relate to. I always think of uh, Ken Levinson and Jay Stephanie. I know we've talked about them before. Yeah. And in fact, it's kind of the opposite because Ken gets uh, comments. They're like, and he, he's also a, a basketball guy, but you know, there people are like, oh my God, how are you not 500 pounds? Because all I see are pictures of you eating out on, you know, whether it's networking or, you know, taking the team out. They love to eat together. They do the Chicago. I think it's great too. If your affinity also connects to a geography, I think that's great. You mentioned that with Morris and uh, Huntsville, because again, it's when you're thinking about you're back at the Elks club and, you know, Murray, whose potato pie you love, he doesn't actually do divorce. But you know what? He's thinking of Mo in Huntsville, right? Or he's thinking of Ken up in Chicago because of that brand affinity, because they like you, right? So this is the point that I wanted to come back to. And I am definitely seeing this in some of the tertiary and occasionally secondary markets. Building brand affinity is not... A, we, we've talked ad nauseum about the importance of niching and specialization. Brand affinity has nothing to do with the area of law in which you practice, okay? It is very difficult to have brand, probably very difficult to have brand affinity for a very specific practice of law because it's rarely about the practice of law that people have an affinity with you for. What this means is that you will get lots of inbound inquiries. And if you are a curmudgeonly grumbly client, you're, oh, I got I get all, these, all these questions about divorce. I get all these, all, these, all these inquiries about things that we don't do. Great, celebrate that. You're doing the hardest part of this, getting business. Now, that may not be for your firm, but what we're seeing in the tertiary and some of these secondary markets, Morris is a great example of this, but there are lots of other ones where you're the traditional old school firm that does divorce. You've got a PI person, you've got a criminal defense person, you've got, you do uh, maybe some small business stuff. You are the, the big law firm that's been around for a long time. You do a lot of different practice areas. The value of brand affinity there is so much stronger because you can actually turn more of those leads into business for the firm. And I think, and I, I don't know if you're seeing that, Guy, but I, I have a handful of clients for whom this is really, really working well, who are adding practice areas because everyone know, likes, and trusts them. They come to them for everything. And it's like, all right, we got all this criminal work. Maybe we should be bringing on a criminal attorney. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, another one that I think we've talked about him before, but Brooks Derrick, the Derrick Law Office on YouTube, you know, he highlights local small business owners in his area on YouTube. I mean, what a great way to raise visibility for these local businesses, have them tell their story. People want to see that stuff. It's local. And then guess yeah. what? All the people that also know those folks, they're also like, oh, this is super cool. And it's not, you know, it's just interview style. Like this is not like, you know, $40,000 production quality stuff. Like you can, it's a very authentic conversation and you gravitate towards it. And it's, it's so easy to 
paint yourself in a good light when you were supporting local businesses. I will tell you that, so we didn't, this isn't in the show notes, but if you were one of my clients starting in July of next year, we are going to be working on a campaign for you called the 12 Days of Christmas. And what we would like to do is profile one local business in your location for 12 days starting on December 1st, right? You just profile the local business. Please, please, instead of buying stuff through Amazon or Walmart or Fred Meyer or whatever it might be, go support your local businesses, right? Has nothing to do with the practice of law. Has nothing to do with anything other than you supporting your local businesses, which is the most noble thing that you can do. This is why Guy and I are in this business. We love supporting small, local, growing businesses that happen to be law firms in this case. Take the same thing. Support your local businesses, right? And it, it's, there's so much you can do with this. And those of you, again, I, I bring this back to like, you can do that or you can say happy holidays, right? Or happy Veterans Day or happy Thanksgiving. So start expecting more, something more creative, something more tied to your, your, your location, yourself, who you are to build brand affinity instead of just brand awareness. And again, and you, Conrad and I are likely gonna mention this person's name over and over again, but... You know, Chris Walker at Refine Labs, and this goes into the conversation about dark social, because then we get into the like, yeah, sure, put a qualitative form on your website that asks how they find you, ask it as part of your intake. But one of the points that he made, and we've talked about this before too from the Google perspective, but a lot of people, when they're going to look for a variety of services, and especially young people that are coming into the marketplace now, they're not just going to Google, they're going to check hashtags that they know on Instagram and TikTok. They want to see who they're connected with on these platforms. Who do they like? Where do they like to eat? What lawyers do they work with? What professional service providers do they work with? And that is the thing that really beyond like, if you're just philosophically like you get it, but you're like, how does this translate to digital? That's how. It's those connections. It's them finding you on these other platforms. In addition to them you know, renting space in their mind when they're not thinking about you because they have you have the brand affinity. But it's also connected to this idea of like, that's where the consumer's going. They want to go to their network to get referrals. And that's where you want to be. All right. With that inspirational tale, thinking about moving into the holiday season, be more. Don't just hang up the Happy Veterans Day on your Facebooks and the socials. Do more. It's a very easy opportunity this coming season to be a lot more than happy holidays. Grow your like. Grow your like, not just your brand. I like it. There you go. All right. Well, thanks so much for dropping into this episode of Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. If you just landed here out of nowhere, please do subscribe. If you're a regular, tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can leave reviews for us on all of the podcasty things or hashtag us on Twitter or Mastodon if you've moved over there. Mastodon. We'd love to hear from you. Till then, Guy and Conrad out. Thank you for listening to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Follow Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.
If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the unbillable hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.